0: Welcome to Fods. In this episode, we'll be going through how the England squad will be affected by the postponing of the Euros. We will also cover our picks of the squad and take a look at odds for some of the players to be in the 23-man squad. For the first time, I'll have Dom joining me to give me his insight and opinions on the matter. Hello. Hello. You ready for the first one?
1: I'm more than ready.
0: Goalkeepers.
1: So, arguably, the current number one is Jordan Pickford. You can get him at 33 to 1 on. His overall poor form this season has brought significant scrutiny and ignited a debate around the goalkeeper position that looked at the beginning of the season a relatively safe bet. He'll obviously go with the squad, but the number one shirt is extremely in doubt, especially when considering the recent form of both Henderson and Pope. I think this is evident in Pickford's uh, stats as there's been a significant drop in form. He's only had six clean sheets this season compared to 14 last season. And this season, he's only had a 0.619 save percentage compared to uh, 0.656 save percentage last season. But it is also worth noting that Pickford has the highest distance gained towards the opponent's uh, opponent's net by passes Mm -hmm. at 17,023 yards. Although, ultimately... His number one spot will be predicated on Everton's form next season. But I do think Everton fans have a reason to be confident under Ancelotti's stewardship.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point because it's difficult to see at the start of the season that there was even another option.
1: It was a bit doom and gloom under Marco Silva initially. Duncan Ferguson did a really good job coming in and steadying the ship and laid a good platform for Ancelotti to come in. He's still got a lot of work ahead of him, but I think there's, there might not be anyone better for the job. But it is a big project and only time will tell if it works out.
0: Yeah, And he does have some big competition at the moment as well with Nick Pope having the highest clean sheets in the whole of the Premier League with 11. Above Alisson, Dean Henderson and Kasper Schmeichel all in second place with 10. Dean Henderson could move to a bigger club, but I feel like it wouldn't benefit him as if he wanted to come into this England role. As he's got to get that game time in and prove himself, prove his worth.
1: Exactly. At this point in his career, he seemingly has only two options: either go back to Manchester United and be a backup to David de Gea, or stay and play at Sheffield United. I think that would be his best option. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. He's got. He's only young, so he's got to get all all the game time in he can. Even if that was going to a smaller club that gets more game time in, I th- feel like it's definitely worth for a player moving to a different club if they're not getting the game time at a bigger club. Exactly. Yeah. So, what do you think is the main factor for Pickford not being number one in 2021 Euros?
1: I think the biggest factor will be his form next season. If he has a bad start to the season, it's not beyond the realms' possibility that he'll be dropped, especially when considering Pope and Henderson's form. Towards the end of the season, public opinion may shift towards Pope or Henderson.
0: So do you think any other keeper will be able to challenge these three?
1: I think it'd be extremely difficult to displace any one of these three if their form continues like this. Even if Pickford's form drops off a bit, I think he'll still be nailed on to go. And that is reflected in his odds. Although I'd say that the only two that have the best chance to compete against these three is Tom Heaton, who's currently at 3-1. to But ultimately, if Villa get relegated, then that's basically it for his chances in the squad. And he'll be left in a difficult position as there's seemingly no immediate future for him at Burnley. And being in the championship will inherently disadvantage him compared to top flight keepers. Although, it is worth to consider Aaron Ramsdale as well, who's currently at Bournemouth and is 3-1 at the squad. Whilst he has conceded the second most goals in the Premier League behind Pickford, the reasons for why he wouldn't go is is the same as Heaton. If Bournemouth get relegated, then that's going to significantly hurt his chances. But ultimately, I think he's in better stead than Heaton, as he is significantly younger, and he currently has a save percentage of 0.7, which I think is extremely impressive for a keeper that age. That is very impressive, actually. I
0: didn't know that. That's better than most keepers in the Premier League. Especially if he can keep growing and progressing his ability, then I definitely think he could be one for the future. We now move on to the left-back position. I think Luke Shaw's had a decent season at United. He's had a bit of injuries, so it's hard to see his full potential. I did a little comparison between between him and Chilwell. He actually has a 7.6% better pass completion rate than Chilwell. but Chilwell has five more assists, which goes to show his way, way more attacking ability compared to Luke Shaw, which is probably preferred in the England team.
1: Yeah, definitely. I I agree. I think Chilwell's form has been reflected by Leicester's strong season and been exemplified in his performance in the 9-0 win at Southampton and his defensive performances against West Ham in a 4-1 win and Newcastle in a 3-0 win. It's very likely he'll kick on from his recent su- his recent success and a firmest place in the starting 11, let alone the 23-man squad. And I do agree, I think he's a much bigger attacking prep than Luke Shaw.
0: Yeah, he definitely seems to suit the squad a lot better. With Danny Rose becoming nearly 31 by the time the Euros come round, it's very unlikely to see him in the starting 11 He's 7-4 to four at the moment, so I just can't see him reaching the high potentials that he has previously, especially him at Newcastle now. It's going a bit downhill for him.
1: Exactly. Right now he's at Newcastle, but I think he faces an extremely uncertain future. And I, To be honest with you, I, I don't know where he'll be next season because he won't be playing at Spurs. He may not be at Newcastle. I think it would be extremely difficult for him wherever he is, to get strong playing time and then get into the England squad ahead of Shaw or Chilwell.
0: Yeah, especially when the big spenders are coming into Newcastle at the moment. They may totally replace him and he'll just have to go to a totally different team, which is more change for him. I also wanted to pick up on uh, Ryan Sessegnon. He's quite young at the moment and he's currently at Tottenham, but he's not a first-team starter. He's 12-1 to at the moment, but I feel like if he has a really good season this season, he could Potentially make the 23 man squad, but it's unlikely. It all depends on his performances. Is there any other outsiders you'd like to mention?
1: I'd really like to talk about James Justin. He's at Leicester City and he's currently at 21. He's played a minor role this season, only appearing in eight games. But Brendan rogers has come out and said in an interview that this season for James Justin has been a learning season. And he's been training as both a left back and a right back and acted as cover for Ricardo Pereira and Shilwell. He could also come further into the fold if there's injuries to Pereira or Chilwell especially when considering that Christian Fuchs's future is in doubt, as well as if Chilwell goes to City, which could op- which should open up the left-back position at Leicester City. And I think if he gets quite a good run of games, I think he'd be staking a good claim at the left-back position.
0: Yeah, he's definitely one for the future. And if he's been brought up to be a very diverse player, that could be extremely beneficial for him, especially when
1: coming to the England squad. For me, he is one to watch. And I think it's not beyond the realms of possibility if there are injuries. And if he does get a good run of games that we may see, him
0: in soon. Yeah, definitely one for the future. Now we'll have a look at some of the centre backs that Gareth Southgate has the option of. Harry Maguire and Joe Gomez are the clear favourites here, with Harry Maguire 50-1 to on and Joe Gomez 8-1 to on. Both have only made one error lead into a goal this season, but Harry Maguire has had double the amount of minutes played. I can't see much other competition.
1: I would agree that it would be extremely hard to displace Joe or Harry as both have performed brilliantly this season. It's more relevant to consider the backup options to these two rather than challenges for their starting places. I think Stones, who's 3-1 on, is of particular interest because performances have been inconsistent at best this season, perhaps best exemplified by his mistake against Villa in the Carabao Cup final. Finding some form would all but guarantee his place in the squad, as he has been an England regular in the last few seasons, and it's only recently that he's had quite shaky form. I would not be surprised in the Pep Guardiola stewardship that he would return to his old form.
0: If he can bring that form back, he may, may, be able to replace Joe Gomez but that's highly unlikely. That's if he's on top form again which we haven't seen for a little bit from him. Tomori has a pretty good chance of getting into the squad as he's a young player. He's looking to progress and I feel like he could maybe be able to get that spot into the England squad.
1: Exactly. I could really see him if he does have a few good performances. Frank Lampard giving him a long run in the squad as he clearly puts trust in, in youth players.
0: By the time the Euros come round, do you think anybody will be able to replace Joe Gomez?
1: If Liverpool continue playing the way they have, I don't see it personally. But I think the strongest contender to displace him would be Tyrone Mings. But that would be hugely predicated on whether Aston Villa can stay can stay in the Premier League. Even so, if they do get relegated, I would not be surprised if Mings went to another team within the Premier League. But he would need to stay within the Premier League to best stake his claim for an England squad place. And as I've said before with Tom Heaton, he's inherently disadvantaged if he's playing in the championship.
0: Right-backs. With Wan-Bissaka recently joining United, I feel like that if he plays well before the Euros start, he'll definitely have his place in the squad. He's currently evens at the moment, which I think is a very good odds. With Ole giving him lots and lots of game time, I definitely think he'll be able to progress further and further. But... It's the competition against the other right-backs that I don't think he has much chance with.
1: Exactly. wan has had a very impressive season, probably best demonstrated by his performances home and away against Man City in the league. Although his personal and club success have not matched that of the clear favourite for the starting right-back position, Trent Alexander-Arnold, who is currently 20-1 to on.
0: Yeah, it's clear to see that Alexander-Arnold is one of the best right-backs in the world at the moment.
1: Exactly. His ability as a world-class right-back has been demonstrated by Liverpool's imperious success this season. And for me, he would have to start, let alone be in the squad. Perhaps his form has been best demonstrated by his 12 assists in the Premier League, the second highest behind Kevin De Bruyne. Whilst Juan Bustaka has been impressive, it's difficult to see him displacing Trent in this team. Trent has attempted the highest passes and has the third highest successful passes of 71%. And also, interestingly enough, he has currently gained the second highest distance towards the opponent's goal from completed passes. This is especially impressive when considering the top six, apart from Trent, are all goalkeepers. It goes
0: to show how good of a player he is, really, doesn't it? Who do you think out of Trippier and Walker will be left out of the squad?
1: I would prefer Trippier over Walker currently, as... Trippier has performed very well for Atletico Madrid this season. Although his form may have been hindered this season by ultimately Atletico's performance this season, which has been very middling. But it has been described as a transition year by Diego Simeone, as a lot of first-team regulars have left and a lot of young players have come in. So I would not be surprised if next season we saw a title challenge from Atletico, with Trippier being central to that. Yeah, it's
0: very important that Atletico Madrid perform well for Trippier himself. It's hard. I feel like it's harder for players that aren't playing in the Premier League to get into the England squad. They just seem to be not as noticed.
1: Exactly. I think that's been reduced more in recent years. But ultimately, I think there is a false perception that players who play outside the Premier League stand a weaker chance. But La Liga is arguably just as competitive as the Premier League. And I think that, yeah. Tri- uh, that Trippier has really found himself a good move to Atletico Madrid.
0: Yeah, I feel like Kyle might have too many other things on his mind at the moment. I feel like it's quite in Trippier's favour at the moment, as he's probably playing the right role that he wants to play, whereas Kyle Walker's been playing as more of a right centre-back in recent times. And I feel like Gareth Southgate doesn't want to play that style of play anymore, so I feel like it may not be as beneficial to him.
1: Exactly. He's turned out for England uh, several times as a right-sided centre-back and a back three but ultimately he faces stern competition from Cancelo at Man City and his decreasing pace and age may contribute to him losing his place. But ultimately, he also has a lot of things on his plate at the current moment.
0: We'll now talk about some of the midfielders that Gareth Southgate has the choice of. First off, we'll start with centre defensive mids. Do you want to start us off, Dom?
1: I'd like to talk about Declan Rice. I think despite West Ham's performances, I think he's played well. I think there's very little competition for his starting place, let alone his squad position. As Harry Winks has had a turbulent season so far and was preferred to dire in the initial stages of Jose Mourinho's reign. But ultimately, neither are playing well enough to justify starting ahead of Declan Rice. And for me, there'd be little, there'd be little debate around Declan Rice starting.
0: Yeah, with 6-1 to one odds, it's clear to see that he's definitely going. The only way that he's not in the starting 11 is if Gareth Southgate doesn't want to centre-defensive mid, which I highly doubt. He's obviously the he's got no other competition in that role, so it's definitely beneficial for him. With most of the other roles in the whole of the squad, there's a lot of competition, but for this role, he's been lucky and picked the right one.
1: Exactly. I think there's a little debate around Declan Rice now. Barring an extremely successful season for the Tottenham Hotspur, I don't see him being displaced in the squad.
0: We'll now move on to talking about a few of the centre mids that Gareth Southgate has the choice of. I'll start off with the clear and obvious one, Jordan Henderson at sixteen to one on. Jordan Henderson has been a key man for Liverpool this season, and it's clear to see he's probably one of the best centre mids for England at this moment in time. He's only lost five games this season, with two of them being to Atletico Madrid. Maybe Kieran Trippier had something to say about
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is no doubt that Henderson will go let alone start much like Declan Rice, but on a lo- much larger scale. I think he's been brilliant this season. He's definitely changed my opinion about him.
0: Yeah, even even at his age, he's still performing unbelievably well. And I think he'll be a great leader for the England team, especially with a lot of young players being in the England team at the moment. I feel like he'll be a great leader and a great person to bring England along.
1: Yeah, that's more than calm for Henderson. we have just wanked him off there. <laughs> <laughs> in <Isn't> it <laughs> he is good though <laughs> yeah nah, he is damn good i never used to like him but he is damn good
0: with jordan henderson a clear favorite and setting stone into that position who do you think will be in the other center mid role as it's really up in the air at the moment
1: i think there's a great battle going on for occupying that last midfield spot i think mason mount has had a very good season he's interestingly enough He's completed the most amount of passes, five yards or under in the league.
0: Wow, that's actually really impressive.
1: He also has one more assist from James Madison. He has had an impressive season, and Lampard will be looking to him to build on this. And another season would all but guarantee his place in the squad.
0: Yeah, I definitely think the cancellation for the Euros has definitely given these th- the three players a lot of pressure to perform this season, especially when... Jack Grealish before the Euro cancellation was 8 to 11, and now he's gone down to 1 to 2. So it goes to show that the cancellation of the Euros has benefited these players.
1: 100%. James Madison, like Ben Chilwell, has been central to Leicester's success. His his playmaking importance has been demonstrated by, by the fact that he has the second most passes leading to a goal.
0: So, if you could pick one out of Mount, Madison and Grealish, who would you go for?
1: I think currently what Jack Grealish is doing in the Aston Villa side, with which with all due respect to Aston Villa, aren't up to, maybe aren't up to his level, he's been playing unbelievably, and I would have him in that third midfield role. But looking forward to Euros 2021, it's all down to these players, to how they perform. And I think it would be great to see Mount, Madison, Grealish, Foden, Oxlade-Chamberlain, and Deli Alli battle it out for that last midfield role because they're all players of great quality and it'll be really interesting to see.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's going to be extremely tight next season. Those players are going to be fully putting their hearts into this next season as they definitely want to get into the England squad for Euros. I still can't believe England are favourites for the Euros, but if you want him to be in that favourite team, you've got to play well.
1: Exactly. I think with Oxlade-Chamberlain, he's very likely to start to hold down a starting place in Liverpool 11, although that may be hampered, as allegedly Liverpool are coming in for Niccolò Zan- Zanillo from Roma. But ultimately, if he has a strong injury-free season, I would favour him to go to the Euros.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think Oxlade-Chamberlain is definitely go. Well, not definitely, but I think he has an extremely high chance that he's going to the Euros. Every time he's played for Liverpool and I've seen him play. It doesn't seem like he's out of place in the Liverpool team, which is quite hard to do, showing the extreme high quality of the Liverpool team. Exactly. It goes to show that he is a good player and he can fit in any team that he wants to.
1: It's perhaps best demonstrated by his two goals against Genk in the Champions League group stage. Two brilliant goals.
0: Yeah. So what do you think Deli Alley's opportunities are for the England team?
1: I think it will be completely dependent on... Spurs' performance next season, which are at best uncertain, it'll be extremely interesting to see how Jose Mourinho approaches his second season at Spurs. And Delia, and you imagine that to any success, Delia would be central. Interestingly enough, De- Delia has the most successful dribbles leading to a goal. Although he has endured a difficult season where he struggled to find his form, it remains to be seen whether Jose can get the best out of him, and if indeed get the best out of the entire Spurs team.
0: Yeah, he has had moments of magic in that Spurs team, so it's hard It's hard to see what his form is actually going to be like. He did play well for England previously, so he may be able to do it again. We'll just have to wait and see.
1: And Nathan, you wanted to talk about someone else who's competing for that third midfield spot.
0: Yeah, it's Phil Foden. Uh, I definitely think he's one for the future, 100%. With him not being in the first team for City and playing a total of 14 games and only starting three of those, it's hard to get a full picture of what he's like as a player. He did manage to get two goals and two assists in two games in the Champions League, so he has shown that he does have great potential. He's definitely one for the future, definitely a pet prodigy. He has a 78% dribble success rate, which is very good for a central midfielder.
1: I think there's a big opportunity in Man City currently. David Silva leaving this season will mean that it will pro- possibly lay the groundwork for more appearances for Phil Foden. And I think that's extremely likely, as Pep has said multiple times, that he has great faith in Foden and it'll be really interesting to see him develop under Pep.
0: Yeah, having Pep on your side is definitely a good thing to have.
1: Just ask Joe Hart <laughs> <laughs> I felt so forced but I did like <laughs> Just ask Joe Hart Boy, <laughs> nudge, nudge.
0: We now move on to looking at some of the forwards Dom do you want to start us?
1: Uh, at risk of sounding a bit biased I'd love to start with Marcus Rashford <laughs> If he's fit he'll definitely go to the Euros in 2021 He's had a very good season this this year with 14 Premier League goals But there's no guarantee he'll start ahead of fully fit Harry Kane.
0: Yeah, it's hard to see who Gareth is going to pick as Harry Kane's always been that main man, the main role with the armband. But at this moment in time, obviously his injuries, they may keep creeping up on him and he may not be able to play. So at least there's a big backup in Marcus Rashford in that way.
1: Harry Kane's a player of great quality, but it's a shame he hasn't played since the loss to Southampton in January. But he will naturally go. But I would love to see him return to goal scoring form to really nail, really nail down, starting position ahead of a seemingly ever-improving Rashford.
0: I'd like to mention Sancho, as he's probably one of my favourite players in the England squad at this moment in time. He's had the highest combined goals and assists in the Bundesliga at this moment in time, with 29. For Dortmund, he's an extremely influential player, and it shows that when you're watching him play. He's extremely quick and extremely explosive. 100%.
1: I think that two of those starting three attacking roles have to be occupied by Sterling and Sancho.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'd say the Euro cancellation has benefited him as as it's given him more of an opportunity to show himself off. As he's only young, he'll get more game time, more experience. And I definitely think he's 100% going to the Euros. If we also look at Sterling on the other side of the wing, even though Sterling hasn't had the best season, he's definitely still a first team player with 24 goals and 10 assists in all competitions this season, which is very good for a player playing on the wing. With Sterling not scoring or assisting in 12 games in his last 12 games, the cancellation will give him a chance to get back on form and start performing again.
1: Although I think the Euros cancellation has really helped the chances of these young players that have been coming up, specifically uh, Mason Greenwood. You can get him at 4-1 to one currently. I think he's had a really good season this year, but ultimately his place in the squad will be dictated by his playing time under Oli and United's overall performance.
0: Yeah, I feel like as he's progressed as a player, he's getting more and more game time, which will only help him.
1: I think it's it's looking quite exciting for for England at this current moment. We've got some very exciting young players. Just look at Tammy Abraham. He seem he seems to only be improving onto Frank Lampard. It'd be really interesting for me personally to see Reese Nelson play a bigger role at Arsenal.
0: Yeah, he seems like an extremely good player. Hudson Adoy also has the opportunity to get into that squad if he plays well. He's at four to one at the moment, so it's quite unlikely, but it still could happen. As he's been injured at the moment, I feel like the delay will only help him.
1: Exactly. Although he does face stiff competition from Christian Pulisic in that role. But ultimately, I think Lampard will be looking to play them together.
0: With Kane having the lowest expected goals out of all of the strikers we've mentioned, do you think Kane should still be England's first pick?
1: I think if he's fully fit next year and returns to goal-scoring ways, I struggle to see a way that Marcus Rashford could displace England's captain.
0: Dom, you, you had some outsiders that you wanted to speak about.
1: Yeah, as I've said before, I think there's great competition for that backup role at centre-back to both Harry Maguire and Joe Gomez. And I think that a good outsider would be Lewis Dunk, who's currently playing for Brighton and is at 16-1. to Whilst it's very unlikely, he has had a very respectable season and has very good passing and defensive stats. And it's been well noted he's a stern opponent. He's helped Brighton keep a a decent distance from a bottom three and could further stake a claim if Brighton's form improves next season, which is quite likely under Graham Potter.
0: Yeah, I'll have to definitely keep an eye out for him. If he keeps performing well, he'll definitely have a chance to be in the squad.
1: I think another player to consider is Rob Holding, who's currently at 22-1. He's been hampered by injury quite a, quite a lot in the last 18 months, but I think a full injury-free season would go a long way to him staking a good claim. And I think that Arsenal are crying out for defensive stability.
0: Yeah, definitely. Another player I'd like to mention is Todd Cantwell, who's at Norwich at the moment. I definitely think if he keeps performing the way he is at this age, he will definitely be able to be in the England squad. Maybe not this year, Rose, but he's definitely one for the future.
1: 100%. I could see him staking a claim next year, but that would be hugely dependent on him moving to a bigger club as it seems certain that Norwich will be relegated this season.
0: He's 8-1 to one at the moment, so there's always a possibility of him getting a, getting a chance in the team. But there's so much competition in that area that I don't think he'll be able to make the squad for the next couple of tournaments. Now we'll go over our picks for the England current 11 and the England 2021-11. Dom, would you like to go through your team?
1: I've gone with Nick Popengall. Overall, he's had a very strong season that has been reflected by the highest amount of clean sheets in the Premier League. Naturally, I've gone for Trent Alexander-Arnold at right-back, Joe Gomez at centre-back and Harry Maguire occupying the other centre-back role as these three are as nailed on as anyone in the squad to be starting in the 11. I've also gone for Ben Chilwell as he just sneaks ahead of Luke Shaw for me due to his previously mentioned attacking presence.
0: Yeah, I really like that back four and the goalkeeper choice especially with Nick Pope in there, going out on a limb, giving him a go. I
1: had little, cho- I had little choice to pick Declan Rice as there seems to be little to- a competition facing him. Jordan Henderson, I don't think there's any doubts he'll be starting. And personally, I've gone for Jack Grealish this season. Whilst James Madison has excelled in a top four challenging club, Jack Grealish is doing great things at a relegation challenge club, and I would love to see him competing higher up the table.
0: Yeah, he's definitely a big influential player for Aston Villa, and I can see why you've put him in your team.
1: Up front, I've gone for Jadon Sancho, Marcus Rashford, and Raheem Sterling. As I've said before, I don't think... Sancho and Sterling's places in the starting 11 are in, are in doubt if they're fit. And personally, if the Euros did take place this season, I would go for Marcus Rashford due to his great form this season.
0: Very good team. I like it overall. Let's move on to your 2021 team and see the differences.
1: I've gone for Dean Henderson in goal, as I think it's very likely he'll go back to Sheffield United on loan next season. And if they match anywhere near their current success, I think. He'll be staking a very good claim next season. But obviously, this pick is predicated on Pickford and Pope maybe not performing up to the standard they should be. I've gone for the same back four, as I think there's little doubt if they're fit. And the only difference in my midfield is Mason Mount, as I think he will only improve, not least due to Lampard's Lampard's stewardship, but also the new purchases Chelsea have brought in, in Hakim Ziyech and Christian Pulisic.
0: Yeah, I definitely think Mason Mount's a great choice as Grealish may be relegated down and that's definitely uncertain at this moment in time and I feel like Mason Mount can definitely progress and become the best left centre mid role for England.
1: Exactly. My only change up front is Harry Kane for Marcus Rashford. Although, as, a, as I've said before, if Harry Kane returns to storing ways, I don't see a way the England captain could be dropped if fully fit.
0: Now let's move on to my current England eleven. Here's the team that I would pick right now. I've got Pickford in goal. I've gone for Pickford because I feel like he may be able to redeem himself. I feel like he has had a bad season this season, but if the Euros came round this year, I feel like he probably would have still been chosen. But Nick Pope has had a lot of clean sheets and does have a very good save percentage.
1: I do think that's fair as Pickford's performance in recent competitions, most notably the 2018 World Cup, has shown that your club form is not, does not make or break your international form.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For England, I think he has played very, very well. Um, in the right back position, I've gone for Trent Alexander-Arnold, obviously. Uh, the centre backs, Joe Gomez and Harry Maguire and Ben Chilwell at left back. Obviously the same as yours, I think it would probably be most people's picks as well. On right centre mid, I've gone for Jordan Henderson, as he's just a key man in the England squad. And there's no doubt that he won't be playing unless injured. On left centre mid, I've gone for Oxlade-Chamberlain, as I feel like he could pair up very well with Jordan Henderson and have good linkage with them. And in the attacking mid role, I've gone for Deli Alli, which may be surprising to some people, but I feel like Deli Alli has played well for England previously, and he could be able to do it again. But I don't know if he's going to be able to keep up his form, and it all depends on how well he plays, really. Up top, I've got left-wing Sterling, striker Kane, right-wing Sancho. I'd hope Kane was not injured, and that's why I've gone for Kane, personally.
1: I mean, that's completely fair. Whilst I have said it would be hard for me to see being on captain be dropped, I think that maybe he's had a bit too long out this season and missed a bit too much of the season. And I think Rashford's capitalized where he's lost out.
0: Yeah, that is very true. I'll now move on to my eleven for Euros in twenty twenty one. The changes I've made are the goalkeeper being Dean Henderson, as I feel like he'll definitely be able to progress next season and probably be number one pick, but it all depends on Nick Pope and Jordan Pickford. I've changed the midfield round to a centre defensive mid, a left mid and a right mid. I've gone for Jordan Henderson, a centre defensive mid role. I've gone for this position as I feel like Jordan Henderson's a great leader and he'll be able to organise the defence and the midfield in front of him at the same time. Left midfield I've gone for James Madison as I feel like he's a very good player and I feel like he'll outperform his competitors and I've gone for Phil Foden on the right I really like the lad I feel like he could progress extremely well next season especially if he gets a lot of game time up top I've gone for the same front three.
1: Definitely, I think that's a good team I'm ext- as I've said before I'm extremely interested to see how Phil Foden develops next season.
0: Yeah definitely. That's all for this episode of Foot Odds. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you, Don, for joining me. Thank you. And thank you for tuning into this episode of Foot Odds. I hope you gained some more insight into the effects of the Euros cancellation on the England squad. Make sure to follow us on Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel.